Hello folks, welcome to another episode of You Dave's Hobby Podcast, the podcast where we talk about tabletop RPGs, tabletop wargames and everything tabletop wargaming. Today we are talking to Nick Butler, the man behind the Tidebreaker RPG, which is about to go live on Kickstarter. In fact, it's if you're listening to this on Monday the 21st, it is going live on Monday, the, uh, Tuesday the 22nd. Um, so... Just going to get into the, the talk between me and Nick. Uh, I'll get you to the end. Oh, you doing straight face, okay? Right. Um, then, folks, welcome to uh, another episode of Your Good Hobby Podcast. Today we have Nick Butler, who is the man behind Tidebreaker. Um, how are you doing, Nick? I'm doing okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. No. I'm back, back at work tomorrow. But, you know, got to be done. Uh, so, as I said, you are man behind Tidebreaker. Give us a little bit of knowledge about Tidebreaker for the people that don't know about it. Jeez. Uh, you're breaking up a little bit there. Um, what are you saying? Sorry. I'm, I'm saying if you can give us a little bit of knowledge for the people that don't know anything about Tidebreaker to give them an idea of what it's all about. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Tidebreaker is a uh, cinematic tabletop RPG. Basically, that means that our, our rules are really focused on um, trying to capture the feeling of being like really badass, like action uh, movie heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the rules are fairly light. You know, we use a uh, dice pool system. It's got a lot of world building stuff, some tactical um, combat action. Um, yeah, it's a big, big heap of fun. Well, that's what you want in it. Uh, what inspired you to do Tidebreaker? Spite. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. Everyone's got the motivation. Yeah. Um, no, the story I usually tell people, though, is um, I used to work for Smunchy Games. Um, good folks. Um, Smunchy found me in Discord and... Uh, I made a bet with him and I told him I'm going to make you a game and you give me a month. And um, if this game doesn't look like, like the best thing that you've seen compared to like everything else that you've been paying people to do right now, then um, no worries. Mm-hmm. But if it does, you have to hire me. <laughs> and he's like, deal. And so I, um, uh, I got down, I sat down on Google Docs and then like basically didn't sleep for like a full month and then just and then like the prototype for Tidebreaker came up and he looked at it and he was like, oh, well, damn. <laughs> I guess I have to write a contract. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, then we started cranking out Tidebreaker stuff and eventually like we split way, split our ways, but um. And I ended up with the rights, and here we are. Well, everyone's got a story. That's actually quite a. That's an interesting story because normally people would say, "Oh, yeah, I did it because of this." But spite, that's one I've never heard before. <laughs> but I, yeah, because um, I was just like, "Screw that guy! I'm better than him." <laughs> that's it. You know, you got to go your way, don't you? you got to make things how you want to make them. Um, so how did you get any RPGs? 
How did I get into RPGs? Oh, jeez. Um, well, I was like 10, 11, something like that. Um, ended up with the um, second edition D&D. Like little red bots. Not the red bots edition, but a red bots. <laughs> the second version of the red box, because I've got the second version of the red box, or I do have it somewhere. It's not the original yeah. one. Yeah, it wasn't the Red Bots, but it yeah. was a Red Bots. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there was like a little starter adventure in it, and I ran it for my little brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up like fighting like a wyvern, and but like they, the wyvern was coming down like a cliffside to fight mm-hmm. them, yeah. and they're like, "Can we trigger an avalanche?" And like nowhere in the module can uh, does it say you can. But I was no, like, no, yeah, sure, whatever. Can't. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, why not? It sounds fun. Yeah. And so rocks fall, the boss dies. <laughs> Instead of the rocks fall, everyone dies. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, cool. All right. I like this. And, you know, I just kept playing. They didn't. But, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, so what kind of games that did you play after D&D? Was it just D&D for a while? And then you well um i didn't really play too many tabletop rpgs until i started college um Mm -hmm. from that point um but i got back into it with um aaron clooney uh nico aaron one i believe on twitter let me double check that real quick because like every time i do an interview i fucking shout him out but I keep forgetting his damn Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, no, no one, just Nico Aaron. Uh, the Aaron, E-W-E-N. N-E-K-O-N-E-W-E-N. Yeah, um, good guy. Uh, he made a game called Thrash uh, back in like the early like 2000s, um, which was based off, if I recall, Mechton Z. Um but like I saw that and I was like, holy crap, you can make your own games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um then I just started homebrewing the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. And uh somewhere along the lines, like I ended up playing like Werewolf. Not Werewolf, uh just World of Darkness. I never played mm-hmm. Werewolf. Um didn't play Vampire either, just World of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I found like Exalted and Feng Shui and uh Ended up back in Pathfinder for a little bit, a long bit, way but, too long bit. <laughs> I, I've, I've been there. I've been there yeah, and then like uh, I started homebrewing Pathfinder. By the time I started getting sick of it, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, I can make my own games." Because like one of my one of my um players was just like, "If you hate Pathfinder so much, just make your own game." Yeah. And I was like, fuck you, mate. Try me. <laughs> I'll do just that. And then I stopped playing with those guys and I started making my own stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, I have, I have not exactly the same journey, but uh, I started out, I think I played see the Palladium Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was the first game I ever played. And then I went on to D&D and then stopped playing it for a long time. And then went back mm. to Pathfinder. Right, right, right. We were using the world for the game I'm writing. 
uh, in D&D and in Pathfinder, and it just never fit, never fit right, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, although the, the, there was elements that were the same, but nothing quite fit perfectly. So that, that, that's what I find uh, with a lot of designers, is they played a game. It didn't quite fit what they wanted, so they went right in their own nose. Right, right. Yeah. So that's that's it's one of those those things that you go right. Okay, I I I can write better than this. And then you're like, eh, <laughs> can I write better than this? Mm. Yeah, that's cool. So um, it's it's been a while since I, I did interviews. I'm, I'm still getting it. Then the uh, kick it. Uh, yeah, so. Why superheroes and heroes? Well, it's not superheroes. That's, no. that's the thing. Uh, that's that's the thing about um, Tidebreaker is that people look at it and they're going, "Oh, it's superheroes." I'm like, "Well, I mean, yeah, there's like a power system, but it's not a superhero game." No, no it's just uh, like I explicitly say that like you're hyper competent, mm-hmm. right? And for some reason, it feels like everyone's like, "Oh, okay, super!" Like, like, like it just makes me feel like people look at it and go, "Wow, I don't suck at this game. I have to be like the fucking Flash." Then mm. I'm like, "No, you're just good at your job." <laughs> and like, and people are like, "Whoa, <laughs> competence." Yeah, process this without like being abnormal. It's got to be something weird about me if I'm like good at stuff. What? I'm not like a dirt farmer. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is the always the start out point. And uh, that's that that's interesting because I've spoke to another, got a couple other people recently, and they're writing games where you don't start out as a low level crappy character that you start out as being able to do your job and you just yeah. get better at doing your job which I think I think that's that's quite interesting yeah uh, I'm I'm really liking seeing these things because I mean I've been gaming for RPG for 25 years or something like that and you know every time it's been starting at low level characters and you're like Yeah, I just look at it like, okay, nobody's really imagining the, like, I got my ass whooped by a house cat stage of the Mm -hmm. game, okay? Like, like, when you're, like, picturing your character during character generation, you're thinking about, like, who they are while they're being, like, good at what they're doing. Like, you're Mm -hmm. not, like, picturing some fucking loser that can't afford plate mail, right? Um, Yes. You know, like, like even if you are like, oh my god, my verisimilitude, <laughs> um, you know, you're still like thinking of that that knight in shining armor, yeah. right? Like at least, right? Mm-hmm. You like you're thinking of the dude that like, you know, even if he doesn't own the castle, like he's like the trusted second hand of like yeah. the duke or something, like he's the guy that like stops the rebellions or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're more of like the kind of like jackass authoritarian kind of um, dude <laughs> um I'm, I'm more of the rebel leader myself kind of guy <laughs> um yes i, I can attest to that particular yeah um, mindset being scottish and 
being a, a, a not a monarchist or a unionist, you're kind of like a rebel. Rebel. Yeah. Fucking Scotland. I love you guys. <laughs> I went to Scotland a couple of years ago. I, I always tell people it's the most lit place on earth. Like, fucking love Scotland. <laughs> there's, there's not a same person alive in Scotland. Uh, people go, oh, are you normal people? What's a normal person? There's no normal Scotsman. Everyone is, is just a little bit off. A bit different, right? Yeah. Uh, man, but Scotland, Scotland was fun. I went to Edinburgh um, during the French, like, oh. and, like that was the coolest shit ever, dude. <laughs> you went to the wrong part of Scotland. You don't go to the huh? east. You went to the wrong part of Scotland. You don't go to the east. Come over the west. Come over the Glasgow. Ah. Yeah, people are like, "Why don't you go to the countryside?" I was like, "Look, I didn't plan the trip. I'm just here." No. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. If you you know you got you got to see someone in Scotland. That's Especially people, you know, you always got to come here and spend a little bit of time. And, yeah, and, I was know. just like, I was just like, look, man, as long as I get some haggis and some <laughs> um, <laughs> some scotch, like, it would be good. <laughs> like, the <laughs> funny thing is, is, like, I was over there, and people were like, nobody actually eats this shit. Like, it's just like for tourists. I'm like, I'm a tourist. I'm okay with this. <laughs> no. See, that's not true. Is I eat haggis? I yeah, just all the thing. And haggis yeah, the other I like day. It. I'm, I'm just, it's good food. I guess it's just like a city boy thing where they don't eat that shit. <laughs> mm. yeah. I mean, I liked it. I probably sit there and eat that shit every day. That was pretty good. It's good. It's like, um, you get black pudding. Did you have black pudding when you were here? The blood sausage. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to that, except there's no blood in it. That's, that's it. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah those, um, what can I like compare it to like American food? Like it, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like hash browns, sort mm. of. Like like hash browns and sausage, because like the consistency. Yeah, of the it. consistency. Yeah, it's quite similar. Because right, we we yeah. do have hash browns over here, but um, normally what you find is potato scones. That that is where my, my famous cast iron patty spawn and salt comes from. As yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, like I miss I miss me some haggis. I think there's a joint in Connecticut that like actually serves it. You, you tend to find there's a lot like anywhere with those expats. You tend to find there's a shop that has like iron brew and whiskey and haggis. No, the kids yeah, like we've got stuff. we've got lots of whiskey here. Like we don't have like good scotch though. Yeah, like we got like um like Glen something. I don't remember what it's Unfetic. called. Yeah, yeah, that that's the shit stuff. That's the shit stuff. But like, like I can't find like a good eyelay. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's the problem with scotch. Has a lot to do with the. Um, it was the exchange, not the exchange the tax rate that used to be ridiculously high on it, and now they dropped that. So you might start finding them exporting the good stuff for a wee mm. bit cheaper. Um, but also, it was all the whiskey snobs that buy yeah. stupid amounts of whiskey, and you're like, yeah, that's meant to be drank. It's not meant to be kept. Because I've got my one brother-in-law. He buys a bottle and keeps a bottle. I'm like, well, why not just 
drink, drink, drink the two bottles. There's, I don't, I don't get it. I buy Scotch yeah, to yeah. drink it. I buy it. I, uh, yeah, it's just you know, just trying to like check this shit down. Like, I don't really drink anymore. Like, but um, if I'm on vacation, you know, like yeah. those rules go out the window. <laughs> See, the thing is, don't drink this to get drunk. You might drink bourbon to drink, get drunk, or like a uh, blended whiskey to get drunk, but you don't drink proper whiskey to get drunk. You drink it to enjoy it. Well, yeah, that's that's that, that's that's my take. See, on like it. when we were in Ireland, though, like that was just like Guinness Factory. Like that's the that's the get drunk stuff. <laughs> the Irish are off the chain. As, as they say. <laughs> They are fucking mental. No, I didn't have that experience. Um, like because I guess like you we were Dublin, just there like on an off day or something. Were you then um, Dublin though? Yeah, we were in Dublin. Yeah. Once you get out of Dublin, Dublin's like London or Edinburgh or um, Vegas or well, maybe not Vegas, but uh, Washington DC, New York, LA. Dublin, yeah, Dublin just felt like Hartford. <laughs> It's, like it's Harford just, is uh, Connecticut's capital. Yeah. And Harford is just like it's just a capital city. It's, it's just a capital city. Like it's it's no it's not really fun. I was like, this is like Harford with cobblestone. Like it's mm. <laughs> once once you get out of Dublin, yeah, that's where you find the crazy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, can... like Dublin was uh, yeah. like not fun. It wasn't terrible, yeah. but it's like uh, like but I was comparing it to Edinburgh. And like Edinburgh was fucking gorgeous. It was just like gothic architecture and shit everywhere. Like it was like like it looked literally just like the Marvel set, like um when they're like fighting in Edinburgh and like the Avengers and shit, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I was on that street. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they just punched with vision through a shop I was in. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, once you get outside the double one, uh Driving the driving laws, they're, they're optional. Literally. Yeah. Speed limit was speed limit. That's, that's, that's basically island. But then there's other crazy stuff that goes on there. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if I ever go back to Ireland, I'm probably going to go like outside of the main city because uh, like, Dublin was, was very meh. See, see you're um, going over. Go to Limerick. Limerick is Limerick. It's a nice city. People are brilliant, and it's not like it's not like going to a, a capital Wait, city. Are Limericks named after the town Limerick? Uh, they might be. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's something to Google. Oh man, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, jeez, dude. <laughs> We're just talking about fucking like Europe and stuff. That's like it's a good good time. Like I was in um Copenhagen too. That was fun. Denmark. Yeah, Denmark. Yeah. Denmark in The Hague. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh Denmark people are Dutch are really nice. Like yeah. um, my better half of and lives over there and like all our cousins and so nice. The, the, yeah, the, the, fucking the, just 
brilliant people. Like they're they're like super kind. Yeah. And like it's it was a little off putting because like where I'm from, like everyone's mm-hmm. kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like no, like I like I like Connecticut. It's just that um I, I like to tell people that the people are basically as cold as the weather in Connecticut until you get to know them. Yeah. <laughs> but like you walk down the street in Connecticut and like you're like, hey, what's up, man? And people are just like Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know unless you're in trouble then people like take care of you but um yeah. but generally like you know people are just kind of like uh i'm busy fuck off like kind of vibe um in in connecticut but in uh in denmark everyone's like hey man how are you doing how's your kids like are you okay like what's up yeah. hey have you been over here to the coffee shop it's really good stuff like and i'm like okay there yes. are some just some places like that in the world that they're just like, hey, we're happy to have yeah, you here. Like, Whereas other places are just like, no, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, if you're Scotland, it isn't often like that. It's just something. And there's only certain parts of Scotland that are like that. But, you know. Yeah, the Scots were kind of like, uh, they were like, not super like, talk to you first but like if you're like hey like how are you doing like nobody was rude or anything like that they're they're like oh well you know if you want to chat let's chat um until you get to the bars and everyone was like oh my god americans let's talk (laughs) see i think that over over america they're they're always like of canada but i I have the problem that everyone's like oh yeah yeah, i'm I'm scottish too i'm like really what when when where were you born? I, I get that all the time. I'm like, how many generations ago were you Scottish? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, see the thing is, as well. See, see if you live in Scotland, you're Scottish to me. It doesn't matter where you, you came from. But see when you start telling, oh yeah, I'm Scots. Like, mm. Yeah, like, mm, are you? Like, are you really? <laughs> Uh, it's like Scottish enough. I got the fucking paperwork, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's no, put me like, right uh, off track. Um, half Irish, yeah, 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 man. Like, um, so like that's a thing. But I'm actually like technically Lord Butler. Like, if you like look over here, that's my certificate. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that one of those? You get the patch of land. Yeah, like you get a little patch yeah. of land, and then like to give you the title. So like, I'm technically Lord. Yeah, Lord I saw Tanya the past did that. Um, huh? I saw Tanya the past did that in, in, yeah. in Scotland, and I was like, "Hey, you're more noble than I am, and I love you." <laughs> yeah, it's like we got we got fucking Scottish and Irish nobility in the states. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tanya. And shout out to shout out to um into the Motherlands. Oh yeah, that, that was awesome. I, yeah, they're doing, they're doing fucking gangbusters over there. Yeah. I, I was I got the kicks that in that day, but it was always I think it was all already passed at fifty thousand dollars, and I was like, what? Really? Yeah, what? like I I think I backed like right when they funded. Yeah, but like. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, they launched. And then they're like, 
you know, I went to go fucking uh, do the dishes or something. They're like, oh, hey, we funded. I was like, well, yeah, as expected. Like, um, yeah. because, like, that team is kind of huge, right? Like, they, they're all, like, 10K plus accounts or something. Well, that's so, the like, thing. I just expected them to fund, like, immediately. I have seen Kickstarters with less heavy hitters fund. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, and like, you're like <laughs> they've got to fund. Because they are, I mean, every single one of them is a heavy hitter. So you're like, money, because it's going to be great. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anything any of them do that hasn't been good. So. Yeah, like, they, they're all involved in, like, really good stuff. So it's like, I, I felt like they were a shoe in Yeah. You know, so, like, I wasn't, like, any any rush. No. Well, yeah, let me just give them just the support, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, uh, it, it was it's the, it's the speed that it just went like. But yeah, I think I was I, just shocked that it was going to be that fast. Like, I thought it might have been day one. I didn't think yeah. it was going to be like the first hour. I was like, holy crap, like, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I said all that to say that, like, hey, like, when you're thinking like that, or it's just like people are like, oh, yeah, that's the shoe in. That, that also, like, makes it more like you're not going to, like, back it. Mm-hmm. Like, people still need to help, because if everybody yeah. thinks like that, right, yeah. then, like, they'll flop and people are like, wow, what, what happened? Right? It's like, well, because I thought I was going to succeed and you didn't, like, back the product. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that's so, the thing uh, for me, is I, I was like, right, uh, everyone that I follow, I back, because I'm like, I need to put mm. my money where my mouth is. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, if I'm going to support it, I'm going to support it. And I, I'm not doing a massive one because I'm, I'm only doing the PDF version because the I did what game was it? Not Swinehander. The, the one that's powered by Swinehander. The, the Flames of Freedom. Um, mm. I did that, but I did the physical version of it, and the postage cost almost as much as the fucking books. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe if it's coming for the over over on the states or Canada, I'll do the PDF version because fuck, don't blame you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I still like to help out. Because, as you say, yeah, just because it's just, it looks like it's going to be a shoe-in, you have to make sure that it's a shoe-in by supporting it. Um, yeah, I'm having backer kit do all my shipping stuff. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if it's going to be cheaper for customers doing it that way, but, like, I don't have to do the calculations no more. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> but with backer kit, um, they just give you, well, this is how much it's going to cost here. Hmm. So I think overall, I was about two hundred and seventy dollars for the whole thing. But I got Swinehander, the three, the three Swinehander books, and the Kickstarter. So you're talking about an extra ninety to hundred pound, hundred dollars on postage. You know what I mean? You're like. Yeah, it's, 
it's my hammer and another book that's like enough paper to build a house on man <laughs> so i've heard i heard that book is thick <laughs> two c's dude two six two c's <laughs> like how big is this book And for the listeners, he stepped off uh, camera to go grab the book. <laughs> this is main gauche. This is just the supplement. It is 300 odd pages. Yeah, that's a big boy. I think it's my handles about six on them. Like, oh, wow. Oh. And that's how thick that is. What's the as thick as your glasses, man? Yes, very <laughs> much. So yeah, uh, obviously that that meant that it's more expensive, but it's just like better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, back back what you can back. Oh, but, yeah. um, when is it the Kickstarter? launches your kickstarter when does it oh my kickstarter yeah (laughs) to get back to Um, tiebreaker yeah (laughs) tiebreaker just like talking about everybody else man it's my interview i love y'all but fuck it's my time (laughs) um yeah tiebreaker is gonna um launch on june 22nd uh, cool. So you know we're we're shooting for that magical Tuesday because like I I was adamant about doing it on my birthday which is uh, Sunday that week on the twentieth, um, but people were like, "Bro, you're crazy! Like, don't do it! Like, don't um, do it on Sunday. yeah, don't do it on a Sunday. Do it on Tuesday." I was like, "But my birthday!" They're like, "Fuck your birthday!" And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess uh, you've got to go with the." experts on that don't you, you go when does it work best to do it because that's that was the thing that we we were looking at is when is the best thing to do it everyone's yeah. the first half of the year because everyone's thinking about christmas in the second half of the year I'm like all right okay because more apparently more kickstarters uh, back in the first half of the year than the second half of the year from from the research that i've done anyway like yeah, but also be reason reasonable about your Kickstarter of how much you need it to um, get. So it's so it's uh, done. You know what I mean, you're like work, working out prices and stuff. You're like fuck hell. Art work. That's that's the thing that I have found is probably going to be one of the most expensive bits about it. You know. The editing's gonna cost money, but all that yeah. artwork. Art and editing is like super expensive. Yeah. Oh um, man, like I'm uh, already looking at probably like five grand in just editing. Like, yeah. like let's, let's not even talk about the art. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got I've got good art too. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that. that. That's it. I always wanted good art, and I'm like, but you got to pay for it, so you got to go right, okay. This is how yeah, much it would be. You gotta pay artists what they're worth, man. Yeah. Um, sometimes like it that just means that like you're not gonna be able to afford it, which yeah. which sucks. Um like I mean it like, really depends on who you're working with. Like, yeah. but um typically like if you get somebody like 
fantastic. Like you've, you're definitely going to be paying for it one way or another. Um, yeah. But that's it. You got you. You, you got to weigh the cost with the quality. You know, if that cost is worth the quality, then you pay it. You got to pay it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was I was looking at different editors and stuff, and you're like, yeah, you don't need, just need this type of editor. You need this type of editor and that type of editor, and you're like, fucking hell. Oh, that's different types of editor for different types of things, you know? You're like, all right, cool. Hmm. Hmm. And they show the art. Is it all going to be one person, or are you going to get different people to do your art for you? Oh yeah, I've got um, a couple different folks doing art for for Tidebreaker. Yeah, because um, like I was gonna go with one dude for a little bit, but um, somewhere along the line, I decided like you know, uh, the game represents different genres because mm-hmm. it's setting agnostic, right? So yeah. like, uh, I wanted to cover a couple of different styles that the game covers. Mm-hmm and um approach that with different art styles Um, it's all going to be like comic book-ish looking art but like there's going to be like distinct differences in um in the artist's styles like uh right now like we have this dude uh tamago like we put one of his pictures on uh twitter recently it's like a really nice kind of like pastel-y looking uh, picture it's like some shit that you had to see at like Wander Home. Shout out to Jay, by the way. Uh, and um, I was like, oh my God, this is like so like warm and cute. Which <laughs> is going to be like completely uh, like right field of um, what David Joyce was doing with the uh, the dude of the Afro and he cut the Magra truck in half like yeah. shit. Because um, like, like it's totally like completely like the opposite right mm. um because like the game has like those like little like warm community building moments in it too mm. like um that are supported like directly in the rules you know mm. um because like i feel like the um heroics isn't always like the stylized violent stuff that like we're used to you know mm. like sometimes it's just like hey like this dude's like apple cart got broken like help help him out you know what i'm saying like dude do like a little bit of just regular mundane service and um tiebreaker death supported by um your your team get restoring their hope and hope gets spent on like all kinds of shit Mm -hmm. um from dice rolls to just being able to do that like fate point thing where you'd be like hey i know that guy that owns that bar can i get bonuses when i talk to him like yeah Um, that's cool. Yeah, no, that's 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 what um, I, I was thinking as well. With my with my art was different tones. You need a different artist, but that's that's what you get in all comic books, though, isn't it? The different artist is a different is a different style. So if you're if you're going for a comic book feel, then you're gonna have those different art styles. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so we've got a we've got a couple of different art styles in the game because of it. Like we recently picked up Jay and Butler too. Uh, 
is they're fantastic. Like JN's like awesome. Uh, I'm gonna show some of their work when the Kickstarter comes out. But hey, like hey. I got them doing like the monsters and villains in the back of the book, that's, like that's, stuff. That's for later. That's that's the that's that's a wee yeah. Uh, the wee um for the future. Keep it keep it under wraps until you do the Kickstarter. That's a that's a good idea because. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I you, want, you want to see those monsters and villains coming out, don't you? Teasing, just teasing a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because I mean, like, Gianna already like, was like, hey, look, guys, I'm doing the thing. And I'm like, cool, but just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, don't show the work yet. Like, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna surprise some folks with like what they were actually doing because Jan's, uh, Jan's fantastic. You know, they're colorblind, really. Yeah. Um not not like completely just black and white, but like certain shades that yeah. they can't see. Which is amazing because JN like has this like really strong command of color for mm-hmm. someone that like can't see all of the, yeah. the full range, right? Yeah. Um, that's... See, that's that's mad that but sometimes you find some of the best people at a particular job or whatever it is yeah. have limitations but because they've got those limitations they push through them and they've yeah it makes them like better at what they're doing yeah. than, uh, someone that's completely abled yeah. Uh, yeah so like yeah JN's phenomenal like for for like various reasons like I'm really big fan of theirs yeah um because like that's, at first, like I was just like, wait, I don't like really have any work for them because like we're kind of like more focused on just like super heroic stuff, and JN's style is kind of more like a darkest dungeony kind of uh, look to it. But I was like, well, I mean, but like when I started thinking about like doing the the uh, multiple genre approach, like for the art style thing, I was like, well, yeah, now I can fit fit them in there. Mm-hmm. Like they were the first person I called. <laughs> I said, once you start um, branching out from that first idea, because we we are in that position as well, because when I first started writing our rules, it was going to be pure fantasy, like pure, with a Celtic twist. But then I was like, well, why don't I add mechs? Because I want to add mechs later on. I don't add airships because I want to add airships later on. And all, all that stuff just was like, right, okay, fuck it, let's move past that. And that that lets you have all those different genres in the one game. And then it impacts on everything else. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I dig that. Celtic mythology is really cool, by the way. Like, I feel like um, I don't see it like enough. Like yeah. tabletop RPGs, like tackling that. It's always like Norse or just like bog standard fucking like English like shit. European medieval bullshit that isn't. Yeah, it's just like uh, bullshit. Fucking yeah. regular, <laughs> regular ass like French, England. Just, you look at it and you're like, it's not actually historically accurate. And that's that's what this thing that I love about the go Oh yeah, it's not historically no shit, it's not historically accurate. Yeah, I mean it's like kind of like D D itself is like a hodgepodge of like different uh yeah. 
different time periods and stuff, but like, but it's like focused primarily just on like that one kind of lens mm-hmm. where it's just like, hey, like we take from like, like Tolkien, yeah. which is kind of like almost like a which you know, the shit, but you know, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, but, I, um, I, get, I get crucified for that a lot. Tolkien was shit. Tolkin was oh, really? <laughs> Tolkien was absolutely fucking shit as a writer. There's no fucking... I, um, to be honest, I never actually read the books. Um, I just watched the movies. Movies were the so much better. Movies were so much better. Excuse me. Yeah. It's like, uh, I spent like a good like 12 hours of my life watching those movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, the movies I that were... Was enough. Were definitely better than the book because the books just they just they can tell he was a professor in English by reading it. Just like, of course, man, you you just you're just writing this to make yourself sound better. But I never mind. <clears throat> yeah, it's just like overly wordy. Yeah, it's like to the point, bro. But yeah, um, also a, a lot of the the words and. Names of stuff are in Gaelic, so or mm. Gaelic. I'm gonna get into trouble for saying Gaelic here. Really? You can't say Gaelic. Irish is Gaelic, Scots is Gaelic. It's oh. it's, it's subtle, but it's as it's it's they they pronounce it Gaelic here rather than Gaelic. So they they are actually two different languages. They just have the same um, central. It's like Manx and Welsh. They all they all have Manx, Welsh, Scots Gaelic, Gaelic, and Irish Gaelic are all of the same kind of basic language. Huh. Neat. That's that's why they get called the Celtic nations because they're all related. Yeah, um, that's cool. So yeah, um, hi. <laughs> a lot of the names are translated from Gaelic and fucked about. You you using the wrong direction or what letters are taken out, but it's it's got that distinctly Scottish feel to it. So that's that's the kind of thing that I wanted to do because, as you say, you, you rarely see it done, and generally you see it done badly. Because um, it's it's somebody who isn't actually from here, or hasn't really studied it. They've taken stuff from one one book or two books, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so this is how it is." And you're like, hey, "No, nope." Um, who does the really James McCloy, one of my pals. He's doing a Scottish themed five uh, E, but I think it's still five E. Um, campaign. It's, based, mm. it's it's not in Scotland, but it's we've got like the clans and all this that kind of stuff. So that that will be interesting when he gets that done. But yeah, it, it just as I, I, I just felt it wasn't something that was done properly. So I wanted to do it as properly as I could do it. Uh, yes. So, so yeah, you know, Scottish stuff is cool. I think it's it's cool to like um 
you know, try to give your culture like a proper treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, like I dig that. I dig that a lot. Cool. Um, so remind this again when Tidebreaker is kicked off. Yeah, uh, Tidebreaker is going to be on Kickstarter um, June twenty second. Um, please, uh, I've got it on my pin on my pin tweet. Uh, you can find me at Follow My Blade. Uh, click on the link. Uh, hit remind me on launch like we need at least 600 people to fund so like i'm trying to get people to fund on day one all right um you know because backer kit's gonna be doing our ads and stuff and uh ad spend is kind of expensive so like i'm just trying to try to get these stretch goals out so i can get y'all some good content some more art like proper editing the the works you know Mm -hmm. uh so yeah find me at uh find me at follow my blade click the link hit remind me on launch (laughs) And uh, Tidebreaker, uh, you've got your own website. Yeah, tidebreakerrpg.com. Um, if you if you go there, you can get the early access now um, PDF to check out the rules in their current state, completely unedited, no art, whatever. But uh, the rules are fully playable. Like, they're pretty much done. Like, I'm just adding appendices um, and some, like, uh, make-your-own rules kind of stuff. Uh, we're calling grooves that will you'll be able to see on the kickstarter version when it comes out but um yeah beyond that like, if you grab it uh use the code tb mail at checkout to get five dollars off of the pdf and anyone that grabs the pdf uh will get a discount on the kickstarter um uh, as well so uh cop cop the rules now yep there you go Family access good way to go uh, okay so I'm going to end it there then. Cheers. Right, folks, that is the interview with Nick Butler. Uh, sorry about the stintedness and stiltedness. That's, that was all my fault. It was nothing to do with Nick. It was me trying to get back into interviewing people for the, the podcast. Uh, as I said, the Kickstarter starts tomorrow, which is the 22nd of June. Um, so if you have the money by the end of this month, you're going to have that money, go back uh, next Kickstarter for Tidebreaker. Sounds like it's going to be a great game for anyone that wants to play ultra-heroic characters. And let's be honest, we all want to play ultra-heroic characters. Um in addition to that, uh, I'm going to say go check out his uh, Twitter, which is at followonmyblade um, on the Twitter, obviously. Um, also, uh, we have everything to do with Hammer and Sharon as well. So if you go to the at Hammer and Sharon page, uh, go on the website, you'll find out more about the game. If you want to download the current uh, playtest rules, uh, you can from there. Uh, it's getting pushed back till probably the end of the year now, rather than uh, fall or autumn, if what the, whatever you want to call it, uh, just because I don't really have the time to do it right now. Um, so I'm going to say goodbye and happy hobby, folks. <laughs>